across the top with Samantha Paul. I got my wingman Paul Oppenheim on the line. I'm Samantha Gross. How are you, Paul? I'm all right, Sam. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Excellent. Yep. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Yeah. The beginning oh, of what was that? It was saying it's <laughs> the beginning, beginning, autumn, was it? beginning of autumn falls coming up. Right. I, I got the awe. Uh, I was like, was it the beginning of August or the beginning of autumn? No, like, beginning was, of autumn. Because we're, 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 we're almost halfway through September here. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, indeed. It's been like super crazy hot here. Um, where I, I hear am. it's dry too. Oh, it's like drought central. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. Yeah, it's it's yeah, been I, 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 here. Yeah. Oh, we can we can use like several million gallons of that. So, several million gallons ship. of rain. Yeah, yeah I'll want, send it your way. Ship. Yeah, just kind of pipe that on over in your spare time. That'd be great. Yeah, that would be a great thing to do, huh? Yeah. Right? You send me over some sunshine. I'll send you over some rain. Sounds good. Yeah, I'll see if we'll, we'll make we'll tag team this. Let's, let's see if I can box them up in a in a FedEx box and uh, send it on over. Yeah, we'll express to California that you right. guys need some rain. Which brings oh, us to our subject, Paul. We're talking about expressing expression um, of oneself with godly character. What would you say? Right. Her, what would you say that you think of when you hear me say expression of oneself with godly character, Paul? Well, first of all, you have to understand what's godly's care, or what's a godly character even to begin with, and it's like where can we even start with that? And, right. Uh, and and uh, what we have a tendency to do, I think most of us, uh, is we have an idea of what godly character is. And we sort of kind of have a tendency, I think, a lot of times to interpret it however we kind of feel godly character is. But what it really, really is, if you really want to find out, is you have to search your scriptures to find out what type of character he is. Yes, you have to dig and, through the Bible. <clears throat> And it says right. the um, ways of the spirit are love, meek, meekness, tenderness, whatever. Right. That. Right. But love, a lot of times, and, and the problem is a lot of times we have a tendency to also misinterpret some of those words as well. Keep in mind yes. also that how it's written, you have to consider like when we read like, let's say the King James Version or whatever, something that was kind of translated into English. Remember it was originally written, you know, both, I think it was Aramaic. Hebrew and uh, Greek, yeah, and a lot of that, the English language is really not the best language because, in the sense of when it comes to translating stuff into English, because it's like a mishmash of like what so it's like seven different languages, and so a lot of stuff is kind of lost in translation. So when you hear the word love, unfortunately, uh, it, it you have to then have to take the word love and put it into the context of how it's being written. Like a lot of times, people will think that oh well, God loves me. Let's say, let's say like, um, well, you you can you can spin it like say like God loves me regardless of who I am, and that's a lot of a, a message that we get, and to a certain degree, that's true. Because but, God is love, right? But you have to also understand that with that love also comes with a disciplining character as well, and yes. and with that love is you have to understand that. Uh, Part of loving is chastening as well, and with that, he might say, "Well, he loves he loves you," but he might not necessarily be loving the the character or the persona you're taking in. You're not necessarily loving the activities you're you're partaking in. Um, we can't necessarily yes. say that 
you know, he loves me regardless of who I am and I am who I am and I, I can't change. It's like, well, no, no, that's really not the case is God has certain standards that he expects you to uphold and he wishes you to be led to a path of righteousness. And that's why we have like, let's say like the Ten Commandments, for instance. He yes. loves you. He still continues to breathe life in you. Uh, you know, and 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 showers you with all sorts of wonderful gifts that a lot of times we just don't even we take for granted, just don't even realize that we're being given. But at the same time, with that love, with that, uh, with His Spirit that He He breathes into you, and that life and everything, He wishes you to come after Him and to learn to love the more the way He wants you to. And again, it's it's based on His standards. It's not us. It's not. It's not. You know, it's it's about it's about God. It's not about us. You know, in, in right, right. And, it's kind of like a tug right. of war game. There will always be because that. there's right. always that spiritual um, tug. Like right. if you know you're doing something wrong, like say someone's out gambling, and right. they know that they should not be doing. That's God tugging right. their soul, and then the yep. flesh fighting back exactly so to, so like let's say like the gambler for instance someone has a gambling addiction or whatever, or whatever the, the addiction might be you might whatever say the the, they, they, might, they yeah. might say well god let's be regardless of who i am so i'll just continue doing what i'm doing it's like well no that's not there'll be a certain point at which now god is like, is like saying and this this is this the where the real awakening kicks in is that if you continue pursuing this or don't try to make an effort of shedding yourself of these things that are keeping me from loving you more or keeping you from loving me in return then so that's the thing also is do we love him that's part of the godly character is do you love him back do you love him enough to obey him do you love him enough to you know wish to uh please him because it's and about have self-control and, and and by him I don't mean gender him, but although although we are although Christ did say refer to him as a father, so I'll use the term him fairly yes. kind of loosely like that just to make it easier on me as I speak. But uh, do do we really wish to pursue it, or, or are we just like saying, you know, hey, God loves you. Hey, that's great. I'm so glad God loves me because because uh, I love me too, and I'll just continue doing what I'm doing. It's like, well, no, you have to reciprocate that. And the thing is, part of that love is the chastening process and. Of saying, well, no, I love you, and I continue to breathe life into you, and I want you to come after me, and I want you to have a more fulfilling spiritual relationship with me. And these things that you're doing are keeping you from from having that relationship with me. And if you continue to pursue right. that, there'll be a point at which God says, I can't even help you anymore. Because you know, it's like God saying, "Is what you're doing is it drawing you closer to me, right. or is it drawing you further away from God?" Exactly. So if that you know, rattles some of the cages of our listeners, which it probably should have, done, which it probably would have done. It's, it's rattled my own cage. I can tell you that much. I know, you know my too. It's, it, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, some it's, of this it's, is what it's, I. Yeah, it's, it's it's kind of disturbing, and it's like yeah, when people I, will, will, will will tune me out and be like, I don't want to hear this. It's like, man, I don't blame you for not wanting to hear this. I don't really want to hear this too, because our own self ego thinks it's about me or it's about us. It's it's not though. It's about God. We're a part of. We're a part of this, so it's like, well, why on earth did God even breathe life into me in the first place? Like, nah, okay, well, see, there's that's that's a part of the love that we have to kind of understand where He comes from, and right, that he, right, and that's and that it, it is for His um, for His own glory and everything. There's things that we probably just won't understand that that might, might make sense. Like, why are we even here? It's like, well, there must be a certain amount of joy and pleasure that we, as we are known as His children, give to Him. And he wishes us to have that relationship with him as like a 
parent son parent daughter type of a relationship but with that though there's you know, what kind of sometimes called tough love tough, tough, yeah, tough love. love yeah exactly um, so how do, how do you know that you have a, a godly character so well if you search the scriptures and and this is a discipline as well I mean it's take, it takes about a year to get through the violence it's really difficult it um, is very disciplined you know at least it is for me yeah yeah and, me too it, it, it's 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 a little bit easier if you have it maybe you know on like an audio type file or something like that mp3 or whatever some sort of time you can listen to it in your in your vehicle or whatever you're driving to and from work or whatever um but you'll pick up uh you know bits and pieces as to uh, and, and just kind of have a better general understanding of what his love is and he kind of starts with the ten commandments of understanding okay gosh you know, all of this can be summed up into what they sometimes will call the two commandments, which is, you know, love God above everything else and love your neighbor as yourself. And the things will, these start asking, well, who is my neighbor? And it's like, well, everybody is. And so well, even that guy that, you know, cut me off in the street, yeah, even that guy that cut you off or whatever. And that's the thing is it's, now you start learning that tough love and tough discipline right, love right. And, and showing kindness and mercy and forgiveness towards others but then you start understanding that's part of his character it's like well he's constantly forgiving you he's constantly showing kindness he's constantly showing mercy so more so should we then show when we look upon our own as we, as we refer to them as brothers and sisters other people we have to also maintain that mantra as well of being in the habit of showing mercy forgiveness kindness you know whether they yes. deserve it or not because you might know, say well they don't deserve it it's like yeah well ma- what makes you think that you deserve it and that's right that's right and, it... car- and they start understanding oh it's because uh, you start thinking because then people will sometimes roll through the word well why if there's such a loving god why does he let all these bad things happen well, the, 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 the question you're asking is <laughs> you don't realize that you also fall into the bad category why is god keeping you alive Right. You know, why, why does God? Yeah. One of my <laughs> one of our points on what I was thinking is: Are you expressing when you're expressing yourself? Right. Are you expressing to fulfill a purpose for God? Right. And when I mean that, I mean that you know everybody has a way of expressing something. Mm. Like me and you, we do our podcasts. We're showing. Sure. We're showing love about God and through God and daily life to other people and we're expressing something to other people some people write for expression some people yeah. paint well what is what you're expressing is you is drawing you closer to the kingdom of heaven right and yeah. I feel that you have to be able to express yourself in a manner that others would say look this person has light in them this person there's something in them and it wants they want to know more and that's how you plant seeds for god yeah usually it's through uh testimony i've found like testimony uh, yes expressing right. your testimonies it, yeah sharing and, 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 how, and how do you sort of kind of know also that you're on the right track at least i hope or at least from what i've gathered is if you truly have uh, read the scriptures, you and it's I use the term bought into it, but let's face it, it, it is. It's like you read it, you understand it, does it make sense? Did you feel a spiritual tugging on you? Do you feel like there's enlightenment coming from these scriptures and say, All right, let's do this thing? 
and you actually truly wish to be born again and, and say, look, God, God, would you please send me the Holy Spirit? Would you please dwell inside me, clean me up, put, you know, take, take, take control of my house, if you will, being my body, my temple, and, and, and co, co, not just co-live with me, but be like a part of me. Like you'll be like a, a, a very, very truly loving traveling companion, always with me and be cleaning me up. Okay, that's, uh, I, from there, there will be then signs that will come. And those signs aren't like, you know, it, it's mostly, it's it's the the changes of lifestyle that you'll experience. So let's say, again, back to your gambling addiction. It's not like, it's like, okay, well, I've invited Christ into my life, or I, I've, I've, you know, I've, I've accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior now. I wish, I wish I'd already given the Holy Spirit now to walk inside me. And it's like, now I have to measure up to this. Like, well, yeah, but you'll find that now the struggle really begins and you can't do it yourself. But you'll find that when the Holy Spirit actually draws inside you, though, things like your gambling addiction become less and less important. And yes, you start, as you start, and, and, so, and so that's where you start shedding yourself of the things that were holding you back. It's when not you, like, oh no, I've got another temptation, which you'll probably face, which we all do, and we fall from time to time, myself included. I fall all the time. I do but, too. But you find yourself maybe falling less and less because when that temptation becomes less tempting, less interesting, it's like, uh, what what was like. Uh, you know, something carnal in nature that you really enjoyed or was fun or whatever the case was becomes less interesting, becomes disgusting, becomes perhaps even terrifying, depending upon now that you see that sin or whatever you want to call it in, in a new different light, you're like, oh, I want nothing to do with that. Now there is a sign that you're born again. See now, see, because now it's like you're no longer living for you, you're living for God. And it's, right. although it's a choice, he helps you in that choice. He guides you along that way. So now it's not like you're putting up that much of a struggle, although there'll be things that you will be. And it's just kind of a slow motion process. And for some of us, for some of us, maybe it's not. I think it's kind of unique. It's a, it's a unique journey for each one of us. Uh, that's also part of the love, if you will. But uh, I, I think, at least for me, it's been kind of a slow motion process. But there'll be things where it's like things that I'll look back, and there'll be times where I'll, I'll kind of like be in a prayerful state. Like, can you show me how I where I was? And it's like, sure. And yeah, you know, I'll I'll get visions of well, this is what you were like when you were a teen. I kind of look back, like you almost in disgust and humiliation. Like, I can't believe that was me. And it's like, well, good news is that's not long. That's no longer you. See how you've grown since then. Yeah, and that's what yes. like Saint Paul says. Like when I was a child, I acted like a child. I did childish things. But as I became a man, I put away those childish things. That's kind of an analogy to the same kind of concept of things that, you, like sinful acts, that at the time we really wanted to justify in our mind that they were good, you know, or that this is a, a good thing. Or oh, I'm not hurting anybody. Well, you actually are. You're probably hurting yourself, and you're probably, and it knows, no, no, doubtedly you know, hurting God, and you probably are hurting, hurting others. Hurting not other people it. too. Right, right. But, and then you'll be shown that. And you're like, oh, gosh, I can't. And then you'll find yourself disgusted with yourself. And then that's where you part, that's part of the repentance process. And you ask for mercy and forgiveness. And it's like, of course I'll forgive you. See, you're on the path to me now. You watch, You want to be my son. You want to be my daughter. You want me to be as, as a loving father. And with that also, as you say, showing those godly values, you then start looking at other people who might have offended you. And it becomes easier and easier, believe it or not. To forgive me, them. To forgive them. Show mercy yes. on them. 
and then yeah. you start and sometimes you'll even be shown signs like well this is sometimes this is why that person's like that and there's called the spirit of discernment and i think there's times where i've yeah. been, i've been given that too at times where it's like you'll give you'll be given a discerning nature and you start to you can look at someone like and, and, and get kind of a feeling what vibes is okay well this is why this person acts this way and sometimes they'll even, and it's as you get to know people or whatever, they'll let things slip out. Like, oh, okay. And usually it's something traumatic that happened in their childhood or whatever has, has set them on a terrible course. And it's like, well, no wonder right. they act the way they do. Right. Okay. Perhaps it's no fault of their own. Perhaps it is. Maybe it's a bit of a 50-50. Who knows? But even still, it's like they still deserve, in my opinion, mercy and forgiveness. Or maybe they don't deserve it, but you give it to them anyway, because I don't deserve mercy and forgiveness either. So none of us do. I, 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 none of us but, do. But, but, he right, us. but we're, we're given that. Okay, yes, and we're that's given another it as a sign gift. of freely. God uh, right, gave it to right. us freely, but with a price. Right, but that's how you know if somebody has, let's say, like godly desires. Are they showing mercy to others? Do they show forgiveness? Do they show kindness? You know, it's it's that's very important. And yes, so, and, and signs of and. Of, of, of shedding old ways, you know, and there'll be there'll be things you'll struggle with. I, I struggle with God. You're constantly struggling all the time. Yeah, you know, and there's sometimes it's you a constant kind of, battle. You're, you're constantly kicking yourself, and sometimes even um, they say you know flee from certain types of, of sin because sometimes even when you partake in that sin, after you finish it, that you feel so humiliated afterwards that you can't believe that you did that. You don't even want to fellowship with God at that point, and that's right. really where they it gets, say, that's where, right, um, like people that write about stuff like this I've read in books and stuff like that they say when you're trying to get rid of something that you know causes sin to yep. take on a different activity yes absolutely yeah take on something like I, I've heard uh, some sort of like uh, craft art something uh, yes. or, or, or like uh, ex- you know um, you know uh, some sort of a uh, like hiking, boating, something. It's kind of nope. like a breakup yeah. of a bad sinful nature. Like you know how like when you break up right. with somebody back in sure. the day, um, you just stop talking to them. You're not their friend. You block them nowadays, and you take on you avoid contact. Well, that's right. kind of like what you got to do with a sinful nature. You got to break up with it. You got to find a better habit. And you got to avoid contact and put avoid putting yourself in places where you could commit that sin again. Sure. Well, I, I'll say this: that okay, if you if you just explore just the scientific animalistic side of us, if you will, mm-hmm. um, what you're experiencing with the sin that you drive so much pleasure from is the actual amount of dopamine that surges through the brain. Right. And the key is you wish to achieve that high again and again and again throughout whatever sin it was, that sin or sins that you're committing. So what you need to do is find something that isn't sinful that still gives you perhaps not the exact same dosage of dopamine, but will still create dopamine. Now, right. dopamine is created, it, it's, it's a pleasure sense, but also it's not just pleasure, but it's also derived from what's in terms of like satisfaction of a job well done. And that is why... Like, uh, I have found that some of the, the, the greatest pleasures in life is when you give to others that you receive, yes. you know, and, and that thing give is me. that when you re- release the joy in someone else, believe it or not, there's a double dosage of dopamine, dopamine, if you will, that person that you didn't and for yourself as well. It's not to the extreme that you might get for, for the sin that you partake in, but the problem is the sin that you partake in with that surge of dopamine that you have, although it's extremely pleasurable, the cost is huge. That's right. It could, co- it could cost. It could cost family. It could cost friends. It could 
cost, you know. That's where uh, self-control comes in. Right. It could cost your house. It could cost you your, your pocketbook. Lots of things. This thing, this surge of dopamine that you're trying to achieve. Right. It costs you. So instead of searching that, you do is you back off from that and find something else where you have not nearly the, the, the extreme surge of dopamine, but at least there'll be something. And that's what, why it's so important, at least in my opinion, why you want to find a job that you really enjoy, like a career job, because there's a sense of, there is a surge, not huge surge, but there is dopamine to be released in your brain from the satisfaction of a job well done, especially for helping yes. others and you yes. work together as a yes. team. I derive yeah. that. And, but you can also through other, you know, activities as well that are not considered sinful. And you, you, you know, it's like when you, it's like we can lie to others, we can lie to ourselves as well. You, know, you can't about, lie to God. You, know, you can't know, but yeah, and, and even still, so as you're lying to yourself, you sort of kind of know you're lying to yourself. And you can yeah. justify in front of others and in front of a camera, in front of a live audience, in front of you know whoever, as to why you're right about whatever, how this isn't a sinful thing, and if you don't even use the word sin anymore, and sin is becoming more and more acceptable in society, whatever it might be, you know, it's just acceptable. And it's not—it's not even tolerated. It's—it's it's beyond tolerated. It's—it's—it's it's, it's almost invited or encouraged now. It, It's—that's how bad we're getting. And, but it's like, yes. unfortunately, but it's the, the cost is high. And I—I I honestly believe that when it comes down, the rubber meets the road. We really know that, and we still just choose to do it because it's just part of our selfish nature. And we don't have, let's say, the traditional Ten Commandments to go off of, or search the scriptures or anything of that nature. We continue to do whatever we want to do because it's fun to sin. Yeah, unfortunately, I have felt that in my lifetime. No. Is saying no. it, it, it's 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 the flesh though. Yeah, it's not your spirit that likes committing the sin. It's the flesh. It's the earthly body. Yeah, and, and when you got thing. and I, the way I look at it is, you got to have telescopic eyes to see through that sin as to what it can do to you in the long run before you can even commit it. Right. You gotta ask God, will this lead me to you, Lord? Or will this draw me away? Will this hurt my soul? Or will this benefit my soul? Am I helping somebody? Or am I being selfish? Yep. And I feel that if you know something is a sin that's when you better put on your whole armor you better start picking up something else right because in the long run like you just said paul it will cost you and it yeah. can cost somebody else too yeah exactly it not just cost you but it'll be at the expense of others as well expense like of it, others. It, it, it 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 harms several you know and that's yes it, yeah it's it's not good no, it's not. It's not. Well, um, our next show next week, let's dive in, Paul, more on self-control and what the scripture says about self-control and being sure. in control, not out of control, like self-indulging and indulging in things and uh, overly using what God has given to us. Sounds good to me. Perfect. Okay, everyone. Well, this has been Samantha Gross, and I got my wingman, Paul Oppenheim. Thanks, Paul. Sure. And I will talk to you later. I'll talk to everybody later. Paul, you have a great day. All right. You do the same, Sam. All right. Goodbye, everybody. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.